What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for the legendary law and order stories of the Wild West. This podcast features a forensic psychologist that looks at the history of the most infamous and famous outlaws and cowboys of the Wild West. So sit back, partner, and take a listen. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for your support. Hey, if you're going to share and subscribe to this podcast, we truly appreciate it. If you can hit those five stars and leave us a positive review on Apple, that would help even more. It's not often that a rich girl abandons her comfortable city life to become an outlaw, but that's our story for today. It's Myra Maribel or Maybell Shirley Reed Star. Myra Maybell Shirley Reed Star, but she was far from ordinary. See, the Civil War disrupted her life, and her talent with a gun helped her get in with some big outlaws of the time. But how big was she? Well, as we've seen before in other stories, they tend to hype it up a lot. But let's find out how big Belle Star was. Belle Star was born as Myra May Belle Shirley on her father's farm in Carthage, Missouri on February 5, 1848. Most of most of her family members called her May. Her father, John Shirley, prospered raising wheat, corn, hogs, and horses. Though he was considered to be the black sheep of a well-to-do Virginia family, which had moved west to Indiana, where he married and divorced twice. Her mother, Eliza, or Elizabeth Hatfield Shirley, was John Shirley's third wife, and a distant relative to, hey, the Hatfields of the famous family feud. We'll be talking about them in future podcasts as well. In the 1860s, Bell's father sold the farm and moved the farm the family to Carthage, where he bought a livery, livery stable and blacksmith shop on the town square. May Shirley received a classical education, even learned piano, or graduating from a female academy in Carthage. During the Civil War, after a Union attack on Carthage in 1864, the Shirleys moved to Syene, Texas, I think it's pronounced, S-C-Y-E-N-E. According to legend, it was there that the Shirleys became associated with a number of Missouri-born criminals, including such names as Jesse James and the Younger Brothers. In fact, she knew the Youngers and the James boys because she had grown up with them in Missouri. Her brother, John Bud Shirley, was called Captain Shirley by local Confederate sympathizers. He does not appear on any list of Quantrill's, Quantrill's Raiders. Quantrill's Raiders, by the way, were the best known of the pro-Confederate partisan guerrillas, also known as Bushwhackers, if you ever wonder where that name came from, who fought in the American Civil War. Their leader was William Quantrill, and they included Jesse James and his brother Frank. Back to our story. Shirley was killed in 1860. Bud Shirley was killed in 1864. That was her brother in Sarcoxie, Missouri, while he and another scout were eating at the home of a Confederate sympathizer. Union troops surrounded the house, and when Bud attempted to escape, he was shot and killed. Following the war, Reed family also moved to Syene, and May Shirley married Jim Reed in 1866 after having a crush on him as a teen. 
So she married in 1866, so she was about 18 years of age. She was still a teen. Two years later, she gave birth to her first child at age 20. Belle always harbored a strong sense of style, which fed into her later legend. A crack shot she used to ride side saddle while dressed in a black velvet riding habit and a plumed hat carrying two pistols with cartridge belts. Returned to crime and was wanted for murder in Arkansas, that's her husband, which caused the family to move to California where their second child, James Eddie, was born. Later returning to Texas, Reed was involved with several criminal gangs. While Reed initially tried his hand at farming, he would grow restless and fell in with bad company, the Star Clan, a Cherokee Indian family notorious for whiskey, cattle, and horse thievery in the Indian Territory, as well as his wife's old friends, the James and Younger Gangs. In 1874, despite a lack of any evidence, a warrant was issued for her arrest for a stagecoach robbery by her husband and others. Reed was killed in August of that year in 1874 in Paris, Texas, where he had settled down with his family. Allegedly, Bell was briefly married for three weeks to Charles Younger, the uncle of Cole Younger, in 1878, but this was never substantiated. There are numerous claims that Bell's daughter Pearl Reed was actually Pearl Younger, but in Younger's autobiography, he discounted that as rubbish. In 1880, she married a Cherokee man named Sam Starr and settled with the Starr family in the Indian Territory. There, she learned ways of organizing, planning, and fencing for the wrestlers, hushed horse thieves and bootleggers, as well as harboring them from the law. Bell's illegal enterprises proved lucrative enough for her to employ bribery to free her colleagues from the law whenever they were caught. Bell and Sam were arrested by Bass Reeves. Who's Bass Reeves? Well, he was an American law enforcement officer. He was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River. We'll be talking about him, too, in the future. During his law career, he had on his record more than 3,000 arrests. We'll get back to Bass Reeves again in the future. She was charged with horse theft and tried before the hanging judge, Isaac Parker. The prosecutors was the United States Attorney, W.H.H. Clayton. She was found guilty and served nine months at the Detroit House of Corrections. But Bell proved to be a model prisoner, and during her time in jail, she won the respect of the prison matron. In contrast, Sam Starr was incorrigible and assigned hard labor. In 1886, she eluded conviction on another theft charge, but on December 17th, Sam Starr was involved in a gunfight with his cousin, and law officer Frank West. Both men were killed, and Bell's life as an outlaw queen, who had been the happiest relationship of her life, abruptly ended with her husband's death. So what happens to Bell Star? Why is she so popular? We're going to find out a little bit more about some of the, how would you say, crazier stories about her. They said that she had eight lovers, combed her wavy black hair. Eight men knew the feel of her dark velvet waist. Eight, this is actually written by Bell Star. Let's read the poetry she wrote. Eight lovers, they say, combed her wavy black hair. Eight men knew the feel of her dark velvet waist. Eight men heard the sound of her tan leather skirt. Eight men heard the bark of the guns that she wore. That's what she wrote. Amid the tangle of fact and missurrounding the Queen of Outlaws, Bell Star, one thing is clear. She staked a claim on the American imagination. The notion of a female outlaw in the Victorian 19th century made Bell Star the Bell of the American West, you could say. But the Bandit's Queen's myth has lost much of its luster as historians continue to dig into her past, discovering a woman whose lawlessness was inflated by mythmakers. And again, this is a very common theme. In spite of the outlaw company she sometimes kept, her sole conviction was for horse theft. 
Part of her claim on history's imagination was established in the 19th century L.A., where Bell's outlaw husband Jim Reed worked in a gambling house. Bell contented herself with rearing their daughter, Pearl, and bearing a son, Eddie. The Reeds found time for family excursions north to Paso Robles, supposedly visiting or just missing some professional colleagues named Jesse and Frank James. Bell, as we mentioned, um, she hung out with these individuals quite a bit. So I think a lot of people associated her criminality with these individuals. Reputedly, Bell strapped on a six-shooter, as we had mentioned earlier, crossed the Missouri-Kansas line disguised as a man to join the guerrillas. But again, according to recent research, that might have been just a myth. It was during the war, however, that Bell got to know some of the gangs before her brother was killed and she moved to Texas with her family. That same year, Bell met Cole Younger, a God-fearing man who reputedly carried a Bible in spite of his crimes. He dropped by their Texas ranch to pay his respects. But another myth is that Bell and Younger hit it off and had an affair that produced a daughter. The truth is, after a bank robbery in Missouri, some of the gang headed to Texas to hide out at the Shirley family ranch. It was then that Barry then Bell married a horseback gangster and wrestler where we talked about Jim Reed. He was the first of four of her husbands and many lovers. A month later, she was pregnant with Reed's child, Pearl. The Bell myth depicts her as buying a stable in Dallas, which she uses a front for dealing stolen horses. Popular history envisioned her as a dance hall hostess who dealt pharaoh in a saloon, drank at the bar with the boys, and rode side saddle at breakneck speed in pursuit of danger, money, and excitement. There is some truth here. Belle did ride side saddle, and she was a crack shot. She also dressed in black velvet riding habit, as we mentioned. But she was not the brains of many of these gangs. Among many Bell biographers and fabulists, the first to explode the myth was Glenn Shirley. No relation to Bell in his book, Bell Star in Her Times. Bell, in fact, graduated from the Carthage Female Academy, a genteel institution her father helped her to found. The piano-playing, Yankee-hating Bell did scout for her guerrilla brother from time to time during the war. The war over, the James Younger Reed gangs were unable to return home to peaceful pursuits in Missouri. As we mentioned earlier, her husband was murdered in Arkansas with the law on their heels. The newlyweds and their infant daughter headed for California. He on horseback and she following a stagecoach. They met up in L.A. where he found a job as a professional gambler in a saloon. Not, after, not long after they arrived in L.A., Belle and her husband evidently took a trip up the coast to Drury Woodson James Spa named Hot Sulphur Springs. Who were Woodson's nephews? Frank and Jesse James. She definitely hangs around a very shady crowd, <laughs> if I do say so. We talked about Jim Reed and how he was killed as well, if you remember. He continued to rob with his pals and killing a lawman that ended up killing him. Killing him. Six years later, the widowed Bell married Bruce Younger, the, the uh, uncle of Cole Youngers we had talked about. And shortly thereafter, outlaw Sam Starr went to the altar with Bell and then to the courthouse. He and his bride were arrested for horse theft. In 1886, a 38-year-old Bell and Sam were again arrested near their farm on the Canadian River, what is now Oklahoma, and charged with stealing horses and harboring fugitives. But they were acquitted. Bell's glamorized saga as an outlaw queen ended there. The rest of her short life was simple tragedy, actually. The evidently happy marriage with the felonious Sam Starr ended in a shootout with a lawman at a Christmas party. Starr and the, Starr and the lawman killed each other again. and the la Again, meaning another husband who died in a shootout. In the last two-plus years of her life, she took lovers Jack Spaniard, Jim French, and Blue Duck. 
who were killed or simply picked up and left her. At last, her beauty dissipating, she proposed marriage to Sam Starr's adopted brother, Jim Starr, who was part Cherokee Indian and 15 years her junior. He accepted, and for several months, they farmed their land near the town of Porham. On February 3rd, 1889, two days before Belle's 41st birthday, she was riding home from a neighbor's house when a killer blasted her off her horse as she ate a piece of cornbread and shot her again after she fell. She died from two shotgun wounds, one in the back and neck, and in the shoulder and face. Her killer was never brought to justice. She had a few enemies, including her children, from time to time. Legend has it, though, that cold-blooded killer Edgar Watson, one of her sharecroppers, murdered her, fearing that she would tell authorities he was an escaped murderer from Florida with a price on his head. Belle was buried at her home, her tombstone engraved with a bell, a star, and a horse. Was purchased eventually by her daughter with money she had earned in a brothel. The West, the cradle of legend, gave Belle a reputation the facts unfortunately couldn't support most of the time, but it also gave her more fame and death than she ever had in life. There is the famous story of Belle Star. Now, if I was to look at it psychologically, she has a very interesting background, considering her dad, considering the school she went to, and whatnot she got involved with a lot of people there so you can say social pressure really influenced her and remember psychologically there's the biopsychosocial model what does that fancy word mean well it's we're driven our behaviors are driven by the biology inside of us whether it's our genetics whether it's our neurotransmitters the way our brains are developed also psychologically how we think and then socially how we're influenced by our environment and other people in this case, it appears that Bell Star was quite influenced by other people. She didn't seem to have much of an outlaw dad, even though he did commit some stuff. So that could affect her psychologically. Towards the end, we saw her keep going out with many men. Some could argue she had maybe a fear of abandonment or fear of being alone, which is very possible. But it's also a tough life to live as a woman 150 years ago. I don't know. We can't know for sure about that one. What we can know for sure is that the stories like this are usually hyperbolized. But a lot of times that's what makes them fun. So sometimes I'm conflicted on whether or not to share those myths. But it's, it is important to know the truth about these stories. Either way, Bell Star was quite a character, especially for the days of the outlaw. That's it for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.